Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. And by Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 665. On last week's show, the red-shouldered hawk was our featured feathered friend. And here at the end of February, we're beginning to see and hear another red-shouldered bird casting itself as a harbinger of spring, especially in the northern parts of the U.S., the red-winged blackbird will soon be switching from its winter diet of corn and wheat and ragweed and cockleburr to plump and protein-rich insects, often obtaining them in marshy habitats by probing at the bases of aquatic plants with their slender bills and prying them open to get at the critters hidden inside. Male redwings have begun perching on cattail stalks up high for all to see, and singing that spring song, the familiar conqueree. Yeah, that one. Red-winged blackbirds beginning to herald the soon-to-be-arriving season of spring. Well, here's something else that's about to arrive. We're pretty excited about it. We hope Talking Birds listeners will be, too. It's our make-your-own-swag contest. Huh? I know it clearly needs a little bit of explaining, so... Here's an attempt to do that, and we ask you to listen carefully. Pay strict attention. Our listeners have often asked us to offer some Talking Birds swag. T-shirts, hats, tote bags, etc. But we figure most folks already have a ton of those things spilling out of their bureau drawers. So we've come up with some little earth-friendly Talking Birds iron-on patches instead that we'll give away and that you can put on things you already have. So for the contest, you put one on a hat or a t-shirt, a tote bag or a backpack or on anything else where an iron can be safely used or you can sew them on if you prefer. Then once you've made some customized swag, take a photo of yourself or a friend wearing it, especially in some cool location, and email the photo to us here at Talking Birds. We'll choose a favorite photo every week for two months and send out prizes, including bird books and field guides and the amazing Birdscape's pop-up birdsong display book with stereo recordings of dozens of favorite bird species. And everyone who sends in a make-your-own-swag photo will be eligible in the grand prize drawing for a Celestron Hummingbird Micro Spotting Scope. If you'd like a patch... And we'd like to enter our Make Your Own Swag contest. Just send an email to ray at talkingbirds.com and ask for a patch and we'll send one right out to you. Or ask for several if you like. Send the note to ray at talkingbirds.com, no G in talking, and get ready to make your own swag. We often sing the praises here of shade-grown coffee. Full disclosure, Birds and Beans brand has sponsored our show on numerous occasions. And a new study from India helps confirm that shade-grown coffee does not interfere with biodiversity. No matter which bean the farmer chooses, Arabica or Robusta, in fact, it has just the opposite effect. 
Dr. Krithi Karanth, who helped lead the study, published in the journal Scientific Reports, says that it's the tree cover, that's the shade around the coffee plants that supports a wide range of animal species, adding that, quote, coffee farms are actually incredible habitats for all the small critters, including birds, butterflies, and amphibians. End quote. So we can keep drinking our coffee knowing that it's good for the creatures of the planet. If it's shade-grown, that is. Well, any show about birds has to also be about conservation. As the great ornithologist and conservationist Roger Tory Peterson once said, birds are indicators of the environment. If they are in trouble, we'll soon be in trouble, too. And we are facing many environmental threats now that were only just becoming problems in Mr. Peterson's time. Those who remember the movie The Graduate will recall the famous advice young Benjamin received about what business to get into as he was about to embark on a career. The famous one-word advice. Plastics. Yeah, that was probably... Good advice in its way. Plastics are now everywhere, of course, from our kitchens to our cars and every place in between, including a lot of places where we wish they weren't, like in our lakes and rivers and oceans and covering the beaches of remote Pacific islands and in the stomachs of marine mammals and fish and, of course, birds. It's now estimated that 90% of all seabirds have ingested some form of plastic. Things like bags and bottle caps, for example. Some scientists say that if we continue on pace, by the year 2050, there will be more plastic in our oceans than fish. And that's easily understood through a recent study that says around 8 million metric tons of plastic waste enter our oceans from land every year. Well, at least people are starting to pay attention to this colossal problem, and that includes the folks who organize Earth Day. We're less than two months away from Earth Day 2018, coming along on the 21st of April. And Earth Day Network, the organization that leads the event worldwide, announced this week that Earth Day 2018 will focus on mobilizing the world to end plastic pollution including creating support for a global effort to eliminate single-use plastics, along with global regulation for the disposal of plastics. Their goal is to educate millions of people about the risks associated with the use and disposal of plastics, including pollution of our oceans, other waterways, and effects on wildlife, and the growing body of evidence that decomposing plastics are creating serious global health problems. Thank you, Earth Day Network, for deciding to focus on a really important topic. We'll be talking more about this as we get closer to Earth Day 2018, coming on April 21st. Well, thanks to Talking Birds listener and Ambassador Trevor Fletcher in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, for telling us about some hopeful news down across the border from him in the state of Oregon. It's this, an iconic seabird known as the marbled merlet has been uplisted from threatened to endangered in the state of Oregon. Obviously, it's not good news that this bird has this status, but what is good is that the status change means that a recovery plan will now be put in place to protect 
the bird. That came about by means of a 4-2 vote by officials from the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. These birds, by the way, were first listed under the Endangered Species Act in 1992. They're threatened primarily by logging, which has destroyed or fragmented much of their nesting habitat, which is found up to 30 miles inland in old and mature growth forests. Thank you, Oregon Fish and Wildlife, for taking this action. And thank you, Trevor, for letting us know about it. That is some songster there. And that is our mystery bird. And this is a preview of our mystery bird contest. Coming along a bit later in the show. Clues, our mystery bird is a medium-sized, long-tailed songbird with a brownish-gray back. Dark streaking on the whitish underparts. Thin white wing bars and a short, straight tail. Our bird, the smallest member of its family, is found on the sagebrush plains of the American West where it scours the ground for insects and a few berries. And we have a beautiful bevy of prizes here this morning, including the Droll Yankees' new generation metal finch sock that combines the attraction of a finch sock with the durability of metal, plus a big bucket of Audubon Park black oil sunflower seed. That's the good kind. And a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app the app that makes learning bird sounds a game. Clues and prizes in the sound of our mystery bird contest coming up in just a little bit. Extra, extra, read all about it. Meanwhile, here are some of the stories and videos we have for you on our Facebook page this week. Moonwalking birds and other crazy courtship rituals. We'll link you to some crazy photos and videos from National Geographic. How do birds that fly at very high elevations get enough oxygen? A new collaborative study from the University of Nebraska and the Chinese Academy of Sciences has come up with some new possible explanations. And readers of books like Mike O'Connor's Why Don't Woodpeckers Get Headaches may be especially interested in this story headlined a lifetime of hammering trees might affect woodpecker brains after all. It was long thought it didn't affect them at all, but this research is uh, saying something maybe different. And certainly it could have implications for humans like football players who sustain frequent blows to the head. Our Facebook page will connect you to the story from National Audubon. And that's some of what we have for you on our Facebook page this week. Not a Facebooker? You can find those stories as well through an online search. Blog. Our latest Talking Birds blog is also brain-related in a different way. It concerns the link between bird brains and human brains. Yes, there kind of is one. That's on this week's blog, edited by our own Debbie Bleacher and easily found at TalkingBirds.com. Our conservation salute of the week kind of extends the plastic pollution theme today. The Infinitum Company of Oslo, Norway gets our salute. They've come up with a system for return of cans and bottles to retailers. Not just designated reusables that we have here that are kind of limited. These are pretty much all the bottles and cans you obtain when purchasing all kinds of beverages. 
uh, labeled with the deposit symbol, which covers 95% of all bottles and cans used in Norway. They even have some machines you can do this if there's not a person around and redeem your uh, redeem your uh, your re- returnables or your recyclables is what they are. Infinitum also collaborates with the Norwegian Red Cross, which collects empty bottles in out-of-the-way places where there are no other collection points, bringing in additional revenue for the charity and ensuring that more empties are collected that would otherwise end up in the trash or elsewhere. So a talking bird salute to another company this week, Infinitum of Norway, fighting the good fight against the scourge of plastic trash. We are so uh, grateful and so lucky to have so many wonderful folks uh, in the Talking Birds audience um, becoming ambassadors for Talking Birds and helping us to spread the word about our program and about birds and conservation. And we'd like to thank our newest ambassador, Kelly Miller from Quinlan, Texas, just east of Dallas. Happy to say that Kelly says she loves the show and she has been telling all her birding friends about it even before becoming an ambassador. So now it's kind of official. So thank you, Kelly. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join Kelly and uh, join our Talking Birds Ambassadors program. Just hand out some of our info cards to your friends and associates to spread the word. It's easy to do, easy to sign up for, too. Just click on the contact button at TalkingBirds.com and choose the Become an Ambassador option. That's the contact button at TalkingBirds.com and choose the Become an Ambassador option. Still to come on our show today, we'll catch up with our man Mike O'Connor in our Let's Ask Mike live segment celebrating spring and some of the signs out there and also some advice about what to do with those birdhouses at this time of year. And now an unassuming bird with a very assertive song is today's featured feathered friend, Presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. We were in touch this week with J.T. Bergeron, California-based International Bird Rescue Executive Director and recent Talking Birds show guest. And he told us about his recent sightings of big numbers of a certain bird species at Clear Lake, north of San Francisco. It's a bird that's known as the voice and soul of the oaks. That gives a clue as to its identity. It's the oak titmouse. The oak titmouse is a modest-looking bird, save for its jaunty crest, and it was once lumped with its close relative, the juniper titmouse, into a single species called the plain titmouse. It's mostly brownish-gray on the back and wings, with lighter gray undersides and a plain gray face. Males and females are virtually identical, at least as far as humans can tell. The oak titmouse lives year-round from southern Oregon, south through California, west of the Sierra Nevada, to Baja, California, with a preferred habitat of dry oak and oak pine open woodlands, and it's also found in mixed forests where oak trees are present. It roosts in dense foliage and tree cavities and will also use birdhouses. 
It feeds on insects and plant material, and it's an active bird that's been observed making 40 food-catching attempts every 15 minutes. Here's one of the spring songs of the oak titmouse. The modest-looking but vocal and active oak titmouse, Baeolophus inornatus. Uh, inornatus, by the way, means plain. It's today's Talking Birds featured Feathered Friend. By the way, the music we're hearing here has a birder theme. It's called Life List, written and performed by a new Talking Birds friend, Dave Lewis, out in San Diego, California. You can check out Dave's work at DaveLewisPiano.com. That's DaveLewisPiano.com. Thanks, Dave. I happen to know that Dave's out at the San Diego Bird Festival uh, today. So last day of that big festival out there. Enjoy it if you're heading out there, San Diego Bird Festival. Thanks again for being with us on our Talking Birds show, number 665. We hope you'll tell your friends about our show. And if you want to really go for it and become a Talking Birds ambassador, that would be a really cool thing. Visit our website. It's TalkingBirds.com. And we hope you will follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Talking Birds. Up next, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. Talking Birds, we're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talking Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation. I'm Bill Kirkpatrick, and I'm calling from Barrington, Rhode Island. What I like about the Talking Birds show is a combination of quirky, casual conversation with scientific information and data. And it's a nice balance. I love Talking Birds. I love talking about the show, and I appreciate this opportunity to share that. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talking Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, TalkingBirds.com. Click on the Contact button, and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. That's the Contact button at TalkingBirds.com. And thanks. And thank you again, Bill. Our Mystery Bird Contest is sponsored by Audubon Park Wild Bird Food. Look for Audubon Park next time you're buying food for your backyard birds. Here's how our mystery bird contest works. We play the sound of a bird, give you some clues, and invite you to call in. And if you get the right answer, you win a nice bunch of prizes here. Even if you don't get the right answer, you might win. Because no correct answer means a drawing will determine our winner. Uh, so give it a try. 781-837-4900 is the number. That's 781-837-4900. The sound of our mystery bird, a very complex sound here, as you'll hear. Our mystery bird is a medium-sized, long-tailed songbird with a brownish-gray back, dark streaking on the whitish underparts, thin white Wing bars in a short, straight bill. Why do I think I said short, straight tail when we did the preview? Anyway, it should have been short, straight bill, because it has uh, kind of a long tail. Okay, our bird, the smallest member of its family, is found on the sagebrush plains of the American West, where it scours the ground for insects and sometimes some berries. 
We have a beautiful Droll, genera- uh, Droll Yankees New Generation Metal Finch Sock as a prize. It combines the attraction of a Finch Sock with the durability of metal. Uh, also, a big bucket of Audubon Park Black Oil Sunflower Seed. And a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app. The app that makes learning bird sounds a game. Little disclaimer, we love to hear from our listeners in Canada, but some of our prizes can be sent to U.S. addresses only. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Uh, Don't hesitate. Give us a call as soon as you can. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Meanwhile, Mike O'Connor down there at the Birdwatchers General Store I believe is awaiting our call, and we'll talk to him uh, just ahead. Let's ask Mike in just one minute. It's February, National Bird Feeding Month, and our friends at Audubon Park remind us that birds are counting on us for nutritious, high-energy food to help them cope with cold weather conditions. Look for Audubon Park Wild Bird Food and be confident that you're providing the proper nutrition for your backyard visitors. And for the best photos, news, alerts, and more, sign up for Audubon Park's free e-newsletter sent to your inbox once a month. Sign up at AudubonPark.com. That's AudubonPark.com. Now a word from our friends at Birdwatching Magazine. For over a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Want some tips on backyard birding? Birdwatching Magazine has published a handy booklet that's yours to download for free. The 16-page guide includes practical field-tested answers to your most important questions about the birds in your backyard, from food to birdhouses, from those cute hummingbirds to those troublemaking birds. Go to birdwatchingdaily.com to get your backyard Q&A booklet. It's Let's Ask Mike live time with the one and only Mike O'Connor from the legendary Birdwatchers General Store uh, there in Orleans on Cape Cod. Uh, Good morning, Mike, and happy uh, early spring to you. I know it's only February, but we're seeing the signs, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, we are seeing the signs. I, th- I know you talked a little bit about Late the red February. wings. I've had red, red wings in my yard. Yeah. And they've been people who, customers report them calling, especially if they go near, near some marshes. And in, in, I think, you know, in the old days when we were growing up, we said, oh, the robins are the first sign of spring. But to me, it's really the red wings. They yeah. come back this time of year, and they're very vocal almost right away. So where we live, we have robins year-round, even, right. in, even in the dead of the winter. But the red wings are gone, and now that they're back, it's a sign of spring. And people are also reporting woodcocks. Wow. So if you um, live near an open field, even now, and it's a nice night, they'll be out there displaying. Stop by an open field someplace, and you'll hear that crazy call that they make in that elaborate display, and that's a sure sign of spring. Yeah. And with that, the birds, are, even if you get up early on a nice morning, you hear the chickadees and the titmice and the cardinals calling, and they're getting starting to spread out their territory. It's not, not hard and fast yet, but on a nice day, they start calling, and you can hear, you know, the... The, you know that little chickadee call. That and, was an uh, excellent imitation. Uh, <laughs> rich little of birds okay. they call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, well, it's a, when it's nice weather, they'll kind of jump the gun, and then they'll kind of drop back again, won't they? If it gets cold again, right? If it turns nasty, they just shut yeah. it down. They say, "Okay, well, that's enough of that for a while." But with that in mind, if it's a nice day, then they're out looking at birdhouses. So if you mm-hmm. have a birdhouse that you you had out last summer and you didn't even clean it out in the fall and if even if you did 
I would get out there on a nice day because there's not going to be a lot of nice days. You know, it's kind of hit and miss. And it takes you 10, 15 minutes to go through and make sure it's all cleaned out and ready to go. Because the birds, I've had chickadees going in and out of boxes now. And so I've had mine cleaned out. And even if you cleaned it out in this in this last summer or last fall, mice can move in and things can move in over the winter time. So you want to have it going because a lot of people will say, well, I put out a box, but the birds didn't use it. And I'll ask them if they've looked into it and, you know, check it out. And they, well, no, but you see, so it's a, it's a good, especially with, you know, we get a break in the weather. I'm, I know you have a wide listening audience, but here in New England, after today, we're going to have a nice stretch of weather, so it would be a good yeah. idea to do that. When you're cleaning out the houses now, is it just enough to kind of sweep them out, or you, should you be disinfecting them? Yeah, of, that's what I do. I mean, I've read you know, people where they put a, little, a mild bleach solution, and, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Um, you can do that, but then air it out really well first uh, and, and rinse it out really well. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, I don't push that because if I can get people just to clean out the mess, I'm, I feel like I've accomplished something because other people can't do that. So, yeah, yeah, and, you know, wear gloves and just clean the stuff out. It'll be fine. All right. Just use a little common sense there. A little common sense. Thank you, Thank you Mike. <laughs> okay. Right. Talk to you later. All right. Mike O'Connor at the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. We're back here at the Mystery Bird Contest. Here's a bird celebrating arrival of spring soon. It's our mystery bird, a medium-sized, long-tailed songbird with a brownish-gray back, dark streaking on the whitish underparts, thin white wing bars, and a short, straight bill. Our bird is the smallest member of its family. It's found on the sagebrush plains of the American West, where it scours the ground for insects and uh, some berries. 781-837-4900 is the number to call on our mystery bird contest, 781 781- Eight three seven four nine hundred, and we have uh, looks like uh, Betty Ann in Randolph, Massachusetts. Good morning, Betty Ann. Good morning to you. Nice to hear from you, uh, Betty Ann. And what do you think our mystery bird is? Could it be the northern mockingbird? Oh, it does sound kind of like a mockingbird, doesn't it? Let's check with Tim and uh, see if that is. Uh, yeah. Uh. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely not uh, winter music. I could tell. Not not to uh, disparage you, Betty Ann. That was an excellent <laughs> guess. All right, thank you All very much. Right, thank you. You Be- have a good day. All right, thank you. you. Thank you, Betty Ann. Guessing a northern mockingbird, a top quality guess uh, to be sure, but not the uh, answer we were looking for. We have Susan uh, on Cape Cod down there in beautiful Yarmouth Port is on the line. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Ray. How are you? Doing well, thank you. How are you, Susan? Well, it's uh, raining cats and dogs, oh. as they say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's nice. It's soft weather. But it's still pretty. Yeah. Ireland, they call it soft weather, I believe. They make it, make it sound nice. Well, how, we can uh, brighten things up here. What, what's your answer in the mystery bird contest? Well, it's just a guess. Uh, is it the sage thrasher? Wow. That was just a guess? Yeah. That was a pretty good guess. That was Great. A, that was a that was a darn a darn good guess. Now this is interesting too for for our other uh, caller Betty Ann uh and make her feel better too. Some genetic studies suggest that the sage thrasher is more closely related to mockingbirds than really? to uh true thrashers. So oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, so there you go. Well, uh, yeah. nice, uh, nice, nice job uh, on that, Susan. We have that whole flock of prizes for you: uh, the Droll Yankees uh, feeder, a uh, big bucket of Audubon Park black oil sunflower seed, and uh, 
a download well, either to you. your iOS device or for online access for the LarkWire app if you'd like to uh, polish yeah. up your, um, you know, your bird song knowledge <laughs> and repertoire. Well, I can always use a polish <laughs> on that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Susan. Stay on the line there. We will uh, get your address and, and uh, okay. send all that stuff Well, thank you very much. You. I listen every week. Thank you, Susan. All right, we're here every week, of course, on our Talking Birds show, and that maybe serves to remind us, uh, remind you, that you can hear us live online, so you can take part in our Mystery Bird contest. Pretty easy to do. Just go to TalkingBirds.com, and you will find uh, out how to do that. And uh, Tim and I have actually tried this ourselves, and we were both able uh, to do it uh, successfully. So that gives you an idea that it's not, uh, not that hard. We're about uh, ready to wrap up our show today. Please do visit our website and uh, let us know if you'd like to get one of those patches. Send your address or send your um, email to ray at talkingbirds.com. Ray at talkingbirds.com. I see we have a bunch of folks already this morning during the show requesting patches, but we still have lots of them, so don't worry. Uh, Just send your request to ray at talkingbirds.com. That will do it for our show this morning. Thanks to Mark Duffield and Debbie Bleacher and our engineer, Tim McKenney. I'm Ray Brown. We'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean, inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron, offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. And by Birds and Beans, shade grown, bird friendly coffee. Birdsandbeans.com.